Welcome to Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Jonah Bostinski, and today I'm joined by Sharon Carricker. Yes. Hi. Good morning. It's good to have you with us. You are the owner of Barrett's Religious Goods, correct? That's correct, yes. Well, thank you for being with us here on Holy Family Radio. First of all, can we start, if you want to tell us a little bit of your background? Well, it's kind of uh, not very exciting. I come from a very small rural area in Maryland called Street, which is named for a family. It's not named for a road or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's north of Bel Air, if you've heard, heard mm-hmm. of it. Um, so I grew up there, and then I went to college in Philadelphia. I went to Chestnut Hill College, and then uh, about 1992, I moved out here to uh, Lower Allen Township, and I've been here ever since. And your family? Tell us a bit about your family. Well, I, I'm uh, one of three. Um, I have an older brother and a younger sister, and we are we were basically like triplets because we were only a year apart. So um, we all went to Catholic school. Um, if you count college and kindergarten, it's all 17 years worth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wonderful time, wonderful growing up. Um, uh, I, uh, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> well, listen, uh, how did you end up here in central Pennsylvania? Well, um, I got married actually. And, um, my husband had an opportunity to, um, work. Uh, he was a CPA and he got a job out here. And so we moved right not long after we were married. Um, didn't know much about the area, but it's a great place. I mean, we thought, well, Penn State is right up the road. Baltimore is right down the road. Philly, it's sort of like a nice central location, not too far away from everything. Yeah, it is. It's a really great place to live. I know sometimes we take we take it for granted, but we do live really close to uh, a lot of great places. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family in Philadelphia. I have family in Baltimore, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a kind of a midway place. Mm-hmm. And but it's still so quiet and peaceful, and it's not metropolitan really. I mean, not even Harrisburg to me seems like a big city. It's very very hometownish. It is, and it's a great place to raise a family. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And I do have I have two children. Um, my son unfortunately is in Los Angeles. He wants to be the next Steven Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my daughter lives in Phoenixville, which is outside of Philly. So uh, I don't get to see them as often as I'd like, but you know. That's the way it is. Kids grow up and move away from home. So, so what is your background then, professionally? I know you're you're a mom. What what else have uh, you done? Uh, I've sort of done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I uh, I was actually a French major in college, which yeah, and I own a religious goods store. I definitely see the correlation <laughs> there. Uh, and uh, then I worked in an accounting firm for a while in um, human resources, and then I raised my family, worked in a school, got my teaching degree. That didn't really work out because uh, they weren't really hiring at the time. And I wanted to work in a Catholic school, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But And then this sort of came up. Mr. Barrett, I volunteered at his store. Mm-hmm. And he said to me one day, Sharon, I lost all my employees. I said, well, Mr. Barrett, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Wow. So that's interesting. And mm-hmm. so you said you had a you got a teaching degree. What what was your teaching elementary degree? ed? Elementary ed. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm a retired educator also. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so so you ended up working at Bar- and this, was this in the store in Harrisburg? No. Um, Mr. Barrett actually retired and sold the religious uh, bear. It was called the Catholic shop mm-hmm. then. And the gentleman who bought it moved it out to Linglestown Road or not Linglestown Road Route 22. I'm sorry. Right. And. For some reason, whatever, that business closed, and Mr. Barrett's daughter um, said, Dad, we don't have anything here in the area now. Uh, if I 
open a store where you please run it. So he came out of retirement <laughs> at uh, 78 and ran the store. And at, uh, at 86, he said, I really have to retire. <laughs> like, really? No. <laughs> and I would work for him for three and a half years. And God just put it on my heart. He said, Sharon, you buy the store. So it was not in my plans at all. But when God says you do it, you don't question, you just do it. And so I've been the owner for a little over three years now. So and this was this, this, at this point, was the store in Harrisburg when you bought it? No. Um, this was in the West Shore Farmer's Market mm-hmm. in Lemoyne. Right, because um, it, it moved, right? Yeah. Well, and then they changed the name, too, because mm-hmm. the owner of the Catholic shop had that name. Mm-hmm. So mm, they decided to call it Barrett Religious Goods. So so they, there was a separation between the two. So people knew it was not the exact same business. Mm-hmm. So Well, back back to you. Can you tell me something interesting about yourself that a lot of people wouldn't know? Um, well, I studied in Paris for a semester wow, when I was neat. when I was in college. Uh, oh my gosh, best time of my life! I mean, where else but in Paris can you go to? Sacré Cœur is one of the uh, cathedrals there, and I would go there every Sunday and for mass in the crypt. Wow! And that was just fabulous, and being able to go to the Louvre on Sundays for free. <laughs> wow! And you just walk around and do whatever you want. It was. Other than having my kids, it was the best time of my life. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I always like to ask people what motivates them because it sounds like you had, you, you've done a whole lot of different, varying things in your life so far. Mm-hmm. What motiv- motivates you? I, you know, that's a very good question, but I just sort of uh, go wherever the Lord takes me. I've never really sought to do that, although maybe when I was in college I did. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, some people, when they go to college, they know exactly what they want to do. I had absolutely no clue. Mm-hmm. I was just expected to go, and uh, I always enjoyed foreign languages, and I thought, well, I'll study French. Uh, don't <laughs> ask me why. I didn't want to teach it, that's mm-hmm. for sure. It didn't interest me. Um, but uh, the only thing I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to study abroad. And so I got a chance to go and study at the Sorbonne mm-hmm. for a semester. And I don't know why, but I just was... Because I could have failed all my classes because it, it actually counted toward my degree. And if mm-hmm. you failed, you had to take the classes over. And somehow God <laughs> watched over me and let me pass all my classes. Yeah. But other than that, really, it's just where wherever the Lord has taken me, you know. Well, you it know. sounds like you've had success wherever the Lord has taken you. How do you define success? Oh, that's a very good question because um, you can't really, you can't really, like, work towards success in my opinion you just let it happen you you let you let god lead you wherever it is you're going and accept your i mean i've had many failings in this life um you know i've messed up with uh, relationships and things have not always worked out um and then the teaching degree didn't work out either um even though that was what i'd hoped to do and the fact that i actually volunteered for Mr. Barrett. I mean, mm-hmm. I just was volunteering and he just said, I don't have any employees. And I go, well, here I am. And the fact that I bought the business, I, I you know, it's all very much letting God just, just being receptive to whatever it is that he tells you he wants you to do. What kind of hurdles have you faced and how did you overcome them? Um, well, there have just been, you know, I've had relationship troubles. Um, uh, you know, my some things in my life didn't work out exactly as I hoped. Um, I was estranged from my children for a while, but, you know, I just prayed and hoped that God would bring us back together, and, and thankfully, He did. 
what kind and sometimes we have to make major decisions in our life that results in us going in one way or another. Have you had any of those kind of I'm turning this way now moments in your life that you had to pray about? You know, I that's funny. I I don't I don't a lot of people I know, they they pray about things and they 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 worry, maybe they worry too much and they feel they have to pray really hard to see where they go. That never happened to me. I just would always, in the moment, I go, am I, I would pray, just briefly, am I supposed to do this? And the answer would either come, we would say yes or no. So it was always a very instantaneous kind of, I felt that I, and if you felt at peace with the decision you made, you know that you made the right one. So it was just more, if I felt peaceful about the answer that I received, I just went with it. Well, that's, just, inter- that's interesting because a lot of people don't have that. Uh-huh. You know, I think that's a, that's a gift, that's a grace that you've gotten from God because most yes. people do end up, I know for me, decisions that I make many times, I, it takes me a long time to try to discern what God is telling me to do when I'm making a decision. You know, sometimes it takes a long time and mm-hmm. I'm praying and I'm saying, you know, how, what, what should I do here? Should I go this way or should I go that way? But if you have, uh, like you're telling me, more of an instantaneous, this is the way to go and be peaceful with that. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is a gift. A lot of people don't have that. (laughs) I mean, and and that's not to say that I don't, I could go weeks, months, years before I'm really on where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you have to embrace just, well, this is my journey. I don't know exactly where it's leading me, but I know I'll be taken care of. And that's all I have to, you know, really, if you want to call it worry about, it's, you're not worrying about it. You just live it. Mm-hmm. And then when the moment comes, you just embrace it and take it. And it's almost like, you know, taking steps. Mm-hmm. You know, you just take the step and the next step and the next step. I've had conversations with friends of mine who are Protestant, and uh, they're always telling me about how when they're making decisions, they're always going to the Lord and asking them with decisions they should make. And I, well, I think we all do that. As Catholics, we do that. Uh, some of my Protestant friends, I think they they get up in the morning, they say, geez, Lord, what color sock should I wear? You know, what color car should I buy? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we should be bothering the Lord with those kinds of questions at this point, you know. But when we're talking about big, big life-changing issues, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to go in prayer to the Lord and say, you know, Mm-hmm. Which way should we go? Well, um, I'm going to disagree with you on that, Joe. Yeah. Because I should could tell you how the Lord chose my car for me. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that my car was not, it had 250,000 miles on it and it needed new tires. So I'm like, Lord, I need to get a new car. you got to help me with this. And uh, I saw a commercial for a Subaru on TV and I felt the Lord say, there's your car. Like, okay, I'll wait till April when uh, I my um, inspection mm-hmm. and everything is due. And I walked on the lot, and I knew there were certain things I wanted. And I found the exact car I wanted with the, everything I wanted right there in the lot. Well, see, you're unique though, see, because you have that you have that deal with God where you you need to make a decision. He gives you a decision right away. So I think you're pretty unique in that in that well, uh, respect. You always have to keep your ears your ears of the the heart open. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. And a lot of us don't a lot of us don't do that. So mm-hmm. we do. You know, we always have to be looking for when the Holy Spirit is tapping us on the shoulder. I like uh-huh. to say, right? And, and and like our Lord said, it's not it's not a. I'm not in the hurricane. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm in the little whisper. And mm-hmm. you have to be. You just have to relax and allow yourself to hear the whisper. And not all of us are equipped to 
Yeah. I'll accept that because we all want to be in control and you have to let go and let God control you. And that is my problem a lot of times because uh, I don't like to be silenced. It makes me scared, makes me nervous, makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. And we need to be uh, in the school of silence more. I know I do. You know, and that's right. that's where we hear what God is actually telling us to, to do or mm-hmm. to say or to think. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, there's a wonderful book by Cardinal Sarah called The Power of Silence. It's an excellent book. Sounds like I got to read that one. <laughs> I wonder where I could get it. Is there any place you'd recommend that I buy that book? I'll tell you about it later, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think maybe if we, uh, yeah. I think right now I think we should probably take a pause uh, and we're going to get back to their conversation with Sharon. She's the owner of Barrett's Religious Goods. So everybody stay with us. We'll be back after this break. the second half of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm Joan Ebistinsky, and I'm continually joined by Sharon Carricker, and she is the owner of Barrett's Religious Goods, and we're going to talk a little bit that, a little bit about that a little bit later on, but I want to get back to uh, you personally, uh, Sharon. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Um, well, like I said, I went to, all my um, education was at a, a Catholic school. Um, I was taught by the Sisters of St. Joseph, both in high school and in college, because Chestnut Hill is actually, I think, right up the street from their mother house. Um, but, um, and when I moved here, we went to St. Joe's in Mechanicsburg. And then um, about around 2015 or 16, I just felt like I something just didn't feel right. I actually had a priest tell me in confession that you're getting complacent in your faith, which shocked me because I didn't even mention it. I wasn't even talking about that. But he, when he said that to me, I thought, uh, I think that's the God is trying to tell me something. I need to challenge myself more. So uh, then I started attending St. Lawrence, which uh, if you're not familiar, is the where the traditional Latin mass that we use the 1962 Roman Missal. And um, I approached it as somebody said, try it as a novena, you know, try it for nine days, see if you like it, because it's it's very difficult for some people, because if you didn't take Latin in school, because we weren't raised speaking it, you know, in, in church, that, you know, you may be overwhelmed by it, or just, you just don't know what's going on, like, why why am I here, this is so weird, so strange, but after uh, two visits, I was very comfortable and knew this is where I needed to be. And so very lucky to have the wonderful priests we have there who just welcomed you. And um, I just felt like I fit in. I, mean, I don't know if it has to do with my language background or not, but mm-hmm. but I, I love it going there. And I still attend St. Lawrence in Harrisburg. So. What about your husband? Was he in on that also? Uh, no. Um, no. Unfortunately, I am divorced with an annulment. Uh, so... Um, so, you know, uh, I can only speak for myself. Uh-huh. So Excellent. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that information. Mm-hmm. So you, you go there now, and, you, and what is it about that, that that draws you to it? Well, I mean, I, I really appreciate the fact that it's a reverential atmosphere. As soon as you walk in, there's no talking in church. I, I, I find that very distracting when people are talking when you're trying to pray. And I appreciated the fact that it was always quiet when I went in there. 
And when I watch the priest performing the, the, the rites on the altar, it is so reverential. Uh, even though they're speaking a foreign language, you feel that you, they're drawing you into what they are doing. The sacrifice of the mass at the altar is meant to draw you toward, he is bringing you with him mm-hmm. and you feel that you are a part of it. And it's magical what they do. It just how they are so reverential and so involved in the sacrifice that you can't help but be swept up in it. And that's one of the main reasons why I just love going there. Uh, some of the churches have uh, aids where you can see the Latin and the English next to each other. Do you have those in your church? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We um, You won't get the, um, the Sunday, uh, you won't get any of the readings for the day. Mm-hmm. But although we are now carrying a book um, from Sophia Institute Press called Benedictus, which if a lot of you are familiar with the Magnificat, mm-hmm. uh, this is the Latin version of it. So it's a monthly uh, book mm-hmm. where you get all the readings and plus it guides you through the uh, the actual order of the Mass itself. Right. Excellent. Uh, so that kind of going there is kind of deep in your faith. Is that what you're, what you're, you're telling me? It's Yes. I mean, uh, it's, it definitely has been a journey. Um, because I've been blessed with some wonderful priests who have helped me during trying times. Mm. They've guided me through difficulties and the, and the, the priests at St. Lawrence have just been just their example and the fact that they're so approachable. They, they are always there to help you. Like if I wanted, before I was going on my trip to Florida, I asked the one priest, I said, can you bless my car? And he said, sure. Do you know it's a blessing for a chariot? I said, I'm sure it works either way, <laughs> whether it's horse-drawn or not. Well, I, I know that you mentioned that you went through the annulment process, too. And that mm-hmm. must be, you know, I know people who have gone through that. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's a, it's a horrible experience. It's a long and grueling experience. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, the, the, the annulment process? Because a lot of people don't know what that entails. Okay. Um, well, I did go to a workshop here at the diocese, and the priest who was leading it, um, I actually knew him. I did not know he was in charge of uh, that, that process. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I guess I was very lucky because I could go to him with my questions. I mean, we had we had a, a history. I'm not saying that he wouldn't do that for others, but it was, it was a blessing from God that I had him to answer my questions. You had a personal connection there. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, through his guidance, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help because when you're answering those questions, it's obviously a very emotional experience. And if you're not sure, am I doing this right? You know, am I am I going overboard in one area? Do I need to pull back? Uh, have I not expounded enough on certain things? Mm-hmm. Ask a priest to help you, or get someone you feel is a good confession uh, confessor mm-hmm. to help guide you through it. I know I, I've talked to other people who went through the process, and they tell me at the end of that, it is a spiritual. Uh, reawakening for them also they they feel uh not only you know something lifted off their shoulders but Mm -hmm. they do feel closer to our lord when this is over Mm -hmm. did did you feel any spiritual thing at the end um (laughs) that was a very uh difficult time in my life i was just grateful that um um i I had that opportunity to to do to, Mm -hmm. to get that because you know i'm not sure where god is leading me uh as far as uh my future but at least I know that when it's over, that that was probably that I would be ready for anything, any other future mm-hmm. relationships. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was in the right place with the church. If 
you know, that, that situation were to come up. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at Barrett's now. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, when Mr. Barrett uh, retired uh, and I took over, it was my goal eventually to try and uh, expand the store. Um, and uh, we, we had expanded. We had actually two locations in the market, but they were several doors apart. One was the retail store, one was the church goods store. And I'd been desperately wanting to get the stores next to each other. Um, and we did. So back in July, we had our grand reopening of our church goods store, which is next door to our retail store. Um, we have put in a point of sale system, which is hopefully going to allow us to have an online store, hopefully within the year. Uh, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> technology is great when it works. Yes. And uh, it's still a challenge to uh, to get comfortable with it. So we're, we're getting there. Many of our listeners are familiar with Barrett's Religious Goods Store, but some of them may not. Can you tell us what you carry in your store? Oh, um, well, we are uh, a store for both retail and churches. So, uh, but we have statues, uh, rosaries, books, all kinds of like religious knickknacks, medals, uh, car items. And then we also carry, um, for, um, all denominations, we, we do candles, uh, communion cups, communion wafers. Um, so we're pretty much a full scale, you know, for whenever your needs are, we're there to help. So. And then the other side of it, you have church supplies also. Right, right? exactly. What, what does that entail? Uh, well, like I said, it has, uh, we have uh, candles and communion wafers, like communion hosts, mm-hmm. and uh, church appointments. We can also do altar linens. Of course, that's a very specialized thing. You, mm. we, we, you can't just walk in the street and buy an altar cloth because everybody's altar is different. Yeah. But we can expedite that for you. We can get uh, uh, chasubles, uh, mm. deacon garb, all kinds of clothing for, for religious. So... Uh, it's very exciting. It's it's I've, I I co- related to a jigsaw puzzle. You're always putting the pieces together, and you never know where they're going to fit. And you're it's always exciting and interesting because uh, every day is an adventure. Well, it fascinates me when I think about a store like yours because you have to all of the different Catholic, for example, just Catholic books. How do you know which ones to stock in that place? Do you, I mean, making those decisions must be really hard. Do you a lot of do you do a lot of special order things? I do. Uh, I also uh, get a lot of recommendations from customers, and um, of course, being in tune with uh, the major publishers like Ignatius Press or Sophia, you try to check out their literature that they send you and see what the latest things that mm-hmm. are coming out. But. You know, uh, I wish I could be as big as Barnes & Noble to, <laughs> to have a huge selection, but we're a little limited in space. So I, I do the best I can, but I'm always glad to order books for people. If, if I don't have it, I'll be, if I can get it, I will definitely try and get it for you. And you have a Facebook page. Tell us how to, to look you up on Facebook. It's just Barrett <laughs> Religious Goods on, on Facebook. <laughs> um, we post... Uh, from time to time, I have a friend of mine who does all our postings for us. Um, we're, we're trying to get a little more involved in it. Um, I, I uh, you know, I'm from the generation where you're still kind of learning these things. I don't, I have my own Facebook page now, but I'm not, uh, I don't keep too much on my own page, but we're trying to do more on, uh, on Barrett's page, you know, mm-hmm. to keep the public, uh, informed of special events. Like on December 3rd, we're actually having a, a holiday magic at the Westshore Farmers Market, and we are, part of it and we are going to have some discounts that day so we invite the public to come and enjoy our we have uh, their gift baskets being raffled off on this for the second floor vendors and santa claus will be there uh and it's from 10 to 2 on december 3rd so i please come on out like i said we will be having discounts 
Um, and some items on clearance. So we're looking forward to having a big day. And what are the hours that your store is open? Well, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 10 to 4. Friday, 10 to 5. And Saturday, 10 to 3. Okay. And it's at the West Shore Farmer's Market, Yeah, correct? and if you're... On the second floor, right? On the second floor, right. right. And if uh, if you want to come on market days, Fridays and Saturdays are the big days for the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but just remember, we are, we are open five days a week. A lot of people assume because the market's closed that we're closed, but... But we're open Tuesday through Saturday. So. Okay. And how big is your staff there? I assume you're not doing a very big staff there. I'm no, I sure. have um, I have t- uh, five people. Um, I just lost one of mine because he entered the seminary. <laughs> uh, so we pray for pray for John Kale. And uh, so I just hired three new employees, and they're both uh, they're all in their teens, and they are wonderful, and I'm so grateful for them. And I can't forget my my the ones who've been with me since I took over. Um, Kathy and Doug, they've been great, too. Excellent. Listen, uh, tell me a little bit, back to your faith a little bit, Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite saint or a Catholic figure you want to share with us? Um, Well, I have a couple because um, being a French major, I I do like Bernadette uh, and St. Therese um, because just just because I feel like I have an affinity to them. And I I like Padre Pio, too, although um, uh, sometimes I think he's kind of a grumpy guy. (laughs) (laughs) But I do turn to him from time to time, I, probably because he was a more recent one, and he understands a lot of what the the church is going through. And I feel I can I can relate to him a little bit. Number one takeaway for our listeners: um, just whatever you do in life, just let God guide you and allow yourself to relax and listen to Him when He speaks to you. And I know that can be hard sometimes, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Well, listen. Thank you for being with us. We run out of time. Sharon Carricker. Yes. And you are the owner of Barrett's Religious Goods. Stop by and see them. They're, they're one of our supporters here at Holy Family Radio, full, full disclosure. So mm-hmm. everybody, um, tune in next time for another edition of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joe Nebuspinski. Thanks for being with us. 